Hey everyone, my friends, my family, everything. Uh, uh, what's on my mind? Well, I say what's on my mind is dealing with some some of my feelings of shame and guilt for being the way I am in certain ways. For example, on my Instagram, the last, I think it's, it's the last picture I posted, depending on when you're listening to this, of course. Uh, I think it's February 26th, so on the 25th, I posted this, my friend Royce, Abella, a wonderful local photographer. He develops film, too. He does film developing. He's your guy for that, for sure. Super talented dude. Um, he uh, he took this picture of me downtown at this place called I don't know. It's like a cigar bar, and I had a cigarette in my mouth, and it's such a good shot. I love it. It's beautiful, and I had this big debate about posting it because I went through this back and forth in my head about you know is this being a good example for the youth <laughs> for the youth um, and I care about young people and I don't necessarily want young people smoking but I don't know my dad always said everything in moderation including moderation and my dad is a extremely wise man um and I think that's true in life. You know, I think if you're just get hyper addicted to cigarettes and all you do is chain smoke all day, that's not good. But tobacco is a, it's a gift from nature. And if you keep it very moderate, one a day, two a day, one a week, whatever, that's no worse than eating a steak which is full of carcinogens from being grilled. And I think that we need to be really honest about our assessment of certain things. And just be truthful. If you smoke a cigarette a day, I, it's highly unlikely it's going to do anything to you, I'm guessing. Particularly if you're smoking natural cigarettes that don't have a bunch of additives. Anyway, so it's dealing with the shame of really being who I am and what I am and feeling uncomfortable that I enjoy something that is quote-unquote killing you. And then I really came to realize what's not killing us. Nature is constantly trying to rip us apart. And we're all going to die one day. And it could be during this podcast could have a stroke I'll be over so if I want to f smoke a cigarette every once in a while that's what I'm going to do um, and that's so that, that was on my mind and that was like a, a guilt shame kind of thing I've been feeling
I'm lying in a park off of 34th, north of University. Has a swimming pool, baseball diamonds. It's so beautiful out today. I got my shirt off, laying in the field of a, uh, is it a baseball or softball? I don't know. One of them's bigger, smaller, the distance from the home base to the mound, I don't remember. But it's wonderful out here. And everybody should do things like this. It's so easy to get caught up in your ideas and these things that you want to force and manifest into the world, and I have those too. And I have more right now than I've ever had. And I have some really interesting ideas that I'm working on, and it's really cool. And I feel a certain freedom and satisfaction that I haven't felt ever, or maybe at least since I was a child. Um, nature's a strange beast. I feel, I feel nature in me, through me, and it's always trying to distract me from my, my will, my internal human-spirited will. And strangely, it's also nature which guides my will, because I am nature. I'm a part of nature. And that balance is just walking a razor's edge. And the more I sharpen the edge of this razor by eliminating things that I don't need and recognizing the value of certain things that I do need, like fitness. I've been, I bike primarily and biking is just so wonderful. My friend Justin gave me this beautiful bike it's just, anyway, it's fast. I love it, flying around town, singing. Um, and yeah, I did an open mic the other night, got on the piano, played the piano and sang at the same time. It was a humbling experience, I will say that. I get on the piano by myself, nobody's around, I can kind of bang out some interesting sounds, just feeling it through. And then I can sing when I'm there, but man, I got on that mic. Whenever I get on a microphone, man, I just, hearing myself, that feedback cycle, I guess it's you gotta get used to it, but, oh man, it like throws me off. Cause I've never really done it. I've only spoken on a mic like about three times in my life. Anyway, so I got up at the open mic, sang a little love ballad, and it was, it was terrible. Um, but, I don't know, doing stuff like that makes you feel alive. You gotta confront your fears in those way and just do it. And if there's something that you love in your life and you just know in your heart, man, you gotta go after it, no matter what. Another thing my dad said, he said, you'll always regret not going for it. Whether it's the girl, whether it's the job, whatever it is, you gotta, you gotta go for it, man. You gotta jump off the cliff. 
Oh, that's what I'm doing. Jumping off some cliffs. In fact, I'd love to literally jump off some cliffs. When I see the cliff divers in Rio, I think it's Rio. Oh man, it looks amazing. It looks amazing. Become a little more of a thrill seeker over the past couple years. Because I enjoy feeling alive and not being in this state of dull existence. But I also see the value of routine, and I think that's absolutely something I'm coming back to right now in my life, is the value of routine, of having some sense of stability, of a cadence, a certain rhythm. You need that drum beat in your life, which could be, for me right now, I'm trying to get a job as a server at Miapa, because I love Miapa and I want to learn Spanish. And I keep going back, hoping that they'll hire me. I don't know Spanish, that's probably a bit of a detriment. But I want to learn it, and that seems like a great place to try to learn Spanish, is to be exposed to it. And man, Miapa has such a positive vibe. Such a positive vibe there. I love the, I'm so attracted to Latino, Latina, Hispanic culture. I never actually know which term to use, but I just love that culture so much. I mean, so many of my friends and it's just, just this natural gravitational force to me and people who have this love energy, which I have too. And it's just painted all over that culture. wonderful and I think it goes back actually and I learned this not that long ago but I was talking to my brother Jeff and he said that when I was first born in Charlotte North Carolina that I it was in a townhome and there was a Puerto Rican family that lived next to us in this townhome and I spent time with them as a baby. And I think that that, just that, it, it imprinted on me, this particular energy. And it's just, I seek it. It feels like home to me. It's the only way I can describe it is it feels like home. So on my search to be able to manifest some ideas that I have, which I believe are very good. And I'm going to do it, but in order to be able to bring it to fruition, I need that drumbeat in my life. I need some sense of stability financially so I don't have to be scrapping all the time like I have been doing and I can actually just do it but it's been cool being back in Gainesville I like it here 
you know, another place I'm trying to make money is with my artwork. I have, I have so much artwork and I think it's great. I get great feedback. I, it's very honest and I think it's, I make my art very intuitively. I don't use references. I just put down a sheet of paper, canvas, whatever, and I just start going for it. And then what emerges from that is abstractions, faces, sometimes well-defined figurative things. I don't know where it all comes from. It comes from the divine. It comes from God. And it's a, it's a channeling is what it is. And God is just... I've been thinking about this. I, if you assert your will into the universe, into nature, which is all things, and you're earnest about it, and it's coming from a place of pure earnestness and love, and love, it's, it's based out of love. The uni- Nature will assist you, but it will take you through every necessary trial in order to achieve that thing. And it's just important to really consider what it is that you want to manifest and if you're willing to go through what it takes to get there. And I've realized for me, I am. I am willing to do that because I've already done it and I will continue to do so. But I've been through some trials. A year and a half, just bouncing around, showing up in cities I've never been to with nothing. Maybe $100 in my account, taking public transportation to get there. Just opening myself up to whatever experience that is. Most recently I was in Madison, Wisconsin. Freezing cold. And then just either staying on the streets or staying at a hostel and just you know staying outside when it's zero degrees snowing that's an interesting experience for sure and if I've learned anything it's that this spirited meat machine that we navigate with our souls our bodies our so much more resilient than we think they are. They have the capability to withstand incredible extremes. And it's like Wim Hof, the Iceman guy. That dude pushes it so far. And he's, it's amazing when you can see what you can do. And when you push yourself there, it's like a boot camp. Then you come back to things that might be a little more nerfed and things seem a little easier than they used to. And I think it's the value of challenging yourself and pushing yourself physically, mentally, spiritually. And I went to a, the Shambhala Meditation Center. Um, David Wolf, he's a local spiritual pers- interpersonal relationship guy, dude, guru, I don't know what you want to call him, but he was had a book release, and before the book release, 
we all sat down on the ground in that beautiful Shambhala Meditation Center. It's just it's a beautifully designed place. And chanted Hare Krishna. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama. It's beautiful. And the whole group would chant it, probably 30 people. And then people would solo. And then just going back and forth. And it was just an amazing state of mind that you get into. Just this peace and this release of so much that's been, that gets pent up in us and happens to all of us and there's just so much value in that. So I think any, any religion, any religion, any practice that points towards the light, which is love, because light is love, is good. And if that's what it does for you, then you're doing it right. If it helps you be more loving, live a better life, that's all that matters. Not which one, not who's in charge. It's, it's, does it make you feel better? Does it help you hold on to the good feeling? And it's amazing. Like I've been, I really fasted from so many things over the past couple of years. Alcohol, food, water, all these things. And in music I fasted from, actually. I really avoided music. And coming back to it and listening to music, I recognized, man, I could be in a decent mood and feel great and joyful and happy. And I'm just listening to a shuffling on Spotify. and I'll recognize, man, I, don't, I feel a little different than I felt before. And then I start to pay attention to the music that's kind of occurring and it's, it has this energy or quality to it that's actually detracting from my joy. And that's okay too. But you want to be cognizant of it. Being cognizant of the effects of things around you and how they impact you. It could be people, music, foods, drugs, Laziness, I struggle with sloth sometimes. And it actually usually comes from anxiety. My anxiousness will have me get stuck in bed. I don't want to get out because I feel incapable of attacking and tackling the, the trials of that day. And man, if I just get out and do it, that's all you got to do. I feel so much better. And I'm getting much better about those things. I'm much more adept at making myself move as quickly as possible. And right now I'm working on trying to wake up earlier. I tend to feel better when I wake up earlier, go to bed earlier. But sometimes, sometimes you stay up late. You gotta be true to yourself. And trueness to yourself is when you know you're there, when you're feeling joy move through you. That's when you know you found it. And I've had more experiences of joy and just elation and crying, but the crying even has joy in it. I think that's how we're supposed to live. 
so many of our emotions have been relegated as improper in our culture and society. Crying in public, ooh, you look weak. No. When I see somebody crying in public, I'm like, that person's unafraid to express their emotions fully. That's strength. Strength. But we're getting there. We're getting there as a species. I think I have a lot of hope in us and the human spirit. We do amazing things. I went, you know, I was, I became very anti-technology and very anti-culture and I've, I've come back. I've come back to the place of humans have created such an amazing, beautiful environment where we can experience the deepest depths of nature that this world has to offer and then be able to go to a beautiful resort on the cliff in Big Sur, California in a yurt near the Echelon Institute and just overlook the Pacific Ocean and then jump in your car and drive somewhere else to the desert. I love the desert, guys. I know I'm gonna die in the desert. It's, I just have had the vision and that's okay because there's nowhere else I'd rather die than the desert. The American Southwest Desert, mm, there's something about it. It feels like my artwork. If you've seen my artwork, it's very delineated between shape and color I don't do a lot of blending. With pastel and charcoal, when the way I love it is because there's no erasing pastel or charcoal. You make the mark, it's there. There's no covering it up. Once you lay it down, that's it. And it's representative of how I live my life. I've been making lots of marks in my life and not knowing what they mean and why I'm doing them. But they're starting to come together and the image is starting to emerge. And the desert looks like and feels like the way I make art and the way I live my life. The bright blue sky against that rich red rust, brown, beautiful dirt, rock, splashed with these unbelievably vibrant better day green chaparral shrubs there's something about it it's, it's orderly to me with just enough chaos perfectly imperfect and if you go to the desert at night I camped in the Mojave Preserve and in the middle of nowhere, super dark sky. And there's so much life in the desert. There's a tendency to think of the desert as this place of, of so dry, there's no life. But at nighttime, 
the place becomes alive with reptiles, insects, coyotes, birds. And you can just hear them scurrying. And if you walk out into it and look up at the stars, the whole desert floor has this luminous glow that's unbeatable. It's the one place in nature that I've ever been that I feel, just take me. Just take me. Take me back, nature. Right here. With such peace. Equanimity. I love the desert, guys. Girls. And everybody in between. And however they wish to express themselves. Sexually. Genderly. It's all okay. We're all expressions of God. Experiencing itself through every living entity and non-living entity in the universe. Sometimes God wants to be transgender. Sometimes God wants to to be a jock. Sometimes God wants to be a somewhat wordy artist slash aspiring inventor slash poetic waxing slash romantic who spends most of his time contemplating his own existence and I'm learning to love that about myself be okay with that but I still gotta pay the bills and I still want that Torian energy in me, stability, material wealth, flexibility. That's a that's a big part of me, and I've I've almost rejected that aspect of myself out of some sort of lack of self worth of being able to deserve those things in my life. because my pursuits weren't heart-based. And now that I've put the heart into how I'm pursuing those aspects of my existence, there's a, there's a resonance there. And a beauty to the obtaining of the finer things in life, the taming of nature. It's a domination of nature, but not a destruction of nature. It's keeping nature on a leash. And you can let it off every once in a while, but you want to keep the leash on the thing so you can easily grab it back. And I find when I lean against a tree, a live oak, versus lying in the grass, versus standing against a palm, 
or hugging a pine tree. I get different energies from each one. They say different things. They speak different languages. They forget that they're living beings. And they might be running the show. We did descend from the trees in our evolution. And sometimes I think that we will one day return to the trees. The future cave. I love you all. I love the sun. And I love the moon. And I love the stars.